Broadcasters, your favorite show on the Who Are These Podcast Network. As always, I'm Christian Blatt. Right over there is Eric Zane, EZ himself. Carl Hamburger, back out on assignment. And uh, oddly enough, an assignment that will only last the 75 to 90 minutes it takes for us to do this show. But you know what? You, Eric, and Carl, you guys put in some overtime this week. You did an excellent job yesterday over on Compound Media, filling in for Anthony Cumia. You guys did a great show, but best of all, there was porn. Um, yeah, that would, that, that actually uh, kind of fried my brain. I'm not much into watching porno with deviant fucks. Uh, not <laughs> so not really do, my thing. Do you mean do you mean Carl? Do you mean the guys in the booth? Do you mean Compact Media subscribers or all of the above? All of the above, without a doubt, Christian. Just <laughs> well, it's true because I was watching. I I am a uh, Compound Media subscriber, so uh, I was watching too. So in a, yeah, you, Carl, and I all watched porn yesterday, but uh, yes. with a bunch of other people. So yes, yes, but uh, thank you. It's good to see you again. It's good everybody's here. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, everybody uh, in the chat should uh, think of this. Where I'm basically the bartender, going to be serving up some clips. Hopefully, you laugh. If not, uh, it's Eric's fault. Uh, but uh, Eric, I like to think of you as like the hall monitor for this show. So everybody is going to send in a super chat. You're going to read it, and then you'll put it up and share it with the rest of the class. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same as last week, my sign-off at the end of the show will be the highest dollar amount super chat. And I want to specify something I didn't think to mention last week. U.S. currency only. Nobody send in six million czars. And think they're going to get me to say something stupid. Uh, I want it to be U.S. dollars. Right. None of that Cardiff money. Nothing like that. All right. Okay. So greenbacks, whatever the highest dollar amount is. Look, if it's a light day, you could get me to say something stupid for only $3. Exactly. So exactly. Keep that we, in mind. We have a lot of tough talkers that are there who actually do come up with some pretty damn funny things. So, I mean, put that to good use. Have the world see it by doing what Christian just said. And then you will be featured and honored uh, on this show forever, and that's a lot of honor. I mean, let let's be honest here. This is the this is the hottest show under the whole Who Are These umbrella. It's more popular than Who Are These podcasts. I mean, what the who even listens to that anymore? For God's sake, or watches? It's us now. This I is mean, our our I, thing. And let's not forget who are these socials. That show, it, it's good. I like it, but one of the hosts doesn't even watch it. You know what I'm saying? So, no. obviously, how good can that show possibly be? Thank you to uh, Joe Nava12 oh. for throwing in a dollar. So, that means right. if that goes, all you'll say is nothing because yeah. there was no insult whatsoever. Use that for evil, Joe Nava12. That's what you need to do. Right, exactly. And uh, any super chat will be read in the dulcet tones of Eric Zane 
And, uh, you know, I also want to shout out David Chandler, who was our big spender last week. I want to make sure he was happy. He basically gave me the lyrics to Rebecca Black's Friday last week. And I want to make sure he's happy because we want him to be a repeat customer. He doesn't have to give us big money often. I just want to make sure that we deliver here at Who Are These Broadcasters. Indeed. Hello to yeah. Mick Boo, which I think is a reference from uh, Public Enemy song. One dollar. Thank you very All much. Right. I noticed a trend. Look, if we get $1 Super Chats all show, that's going to be great, too. Everybody's going to be happy. You know? But we don't want to sit there and just talk about Super Chats. We want to. We have a, a ton of clips that are just ridiculous. This might yeah. be the most absurd show that we've ever done. Yeah, I think uh, it, it's a, it, it's a, a veritable smorgasbord of uh, clips. So let's stop chatting. And get right into who are these local newscasters? Others imitate. We appreciate And as is so often the case, we start in Philadelphia. And uh, I know that uh, you've shared this video on a couple of shows before, but I think it's really worth commenting on. A uh, Philadelphia mom shows just how tough you need to be to be a mom in the city of brotherly love. Uh, Not anybody can do it. And uh, she is accosted by a a gang of ruffians, hooligans, wannabe street toughs, and possibly another outdated term that I'm not coming up with right now. Right, right. uh, I think she handles it uh, way better than you or I would. In fact, I think her bravery. Yeah. I'll call it bravery. It's more than you, Carl and I together. If the three of us were in the car, we would basically just give this kid our car, empty out our wallets. You know, uh, if, 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 if our wives were in the car, it's like, yeah, it's fine. Just let us go. We'll be fine. Right there with you. I I wouldn't know what to do with myself, but she handles it amazingly when this, when this asshole uh, does what he does. Yeah, so let's take a look. In this video that's going viral on social media, a biker stomps twice on Nikki Bullock's back windshield in Center City. After shattering the glass, a gun falls out of his pocket. He then picks it it up and points it at the 24-year-old mother. And it didn't stop there. He proceeds to headbutt her with his helmet. All of this happening while her two children were sitting in the back seat. The kids were screaming. Like, it was was insane. Bullock stood up for herself, pushing the biker and his motorcycle down. I spoke to the mother today on FaceTime. She says she's grateful her girlfriend and kids are all safe. And the only thing that protected my children from not having a bunch of glass shatter on top of them is that my back windshield was tinted. And that's the lesson for the kids out there, right, Eric? Get your windows tinted. Absolutely. Tint early and tint often. Uh, The local uh, shops that do that are going to put that on the marquee. Save your children (laughs) from danger. Get your windows tinted. You know, maybe... Maybe she can. They could hire her to be a spokesperson. There's got to be an opportunity for this woman, either through something like that or a GoFundMe or a yeah. local MMA, because she's a pretty fucking tough. Yeah, no, exactly. That that's a great point. She should definitely. Well, you know, I mean, I don't know who she could. Uh, you know, basically, a boxing match with Stuttering John seems like it might be in the cards for her. She looks like Scotty Pippen wearing a wig. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely it's a look. 
And uh, I think that, uh, you know, she mentions her girlfriend in the clip. So uh, that's a very, a very lucky lady. And yep. uh, what'd you put up from the chat? Sorry. Well, it's not a super chat, but if you make me laugh, it's going up. That's a high T woman from <laughs> that, that is one guy. Woman. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, Eric, you uh, were telling me before we started that y- this, this story, uh, it, it helped you uh, learn something about yourself, didn't it? Yeah, I'm a racist uh, because I watched the whole thing. Despite, you can clearly see he's got white arms, white neck. Um, I, I, I was like, oh my God, these crazy blacks are doing it again. And then, uh, uh, voila, I saw the mugshot, and what do we have here? Dirt bike riding goon Cody Heron, who stomped on a Philadelphia mother's car with her kids inside, was arrested after a lot of tips from the public. Uh, it's a good thing that uh, they didn't just call Eric and be like, all right, what right. do you think this guy is? Well, oh, yeah. Clearly, <laughs> it's Philadelphia, so I know what he looks like. I thought they were. I thought for sure that headline was gonna jo- uh, drop the G in goon and add a C. <laughs> oh no wonder they loved you so much over on Compound Media yesterday. <laughs> Chris Holm, known as Skinny Chad Zumach, writes Christian Bland quote: "I have the charisma of a potato and not Cardiff. Angry Zane." Mad is my gimmick. Wait, I need to turn up my bass knob so I sound. Like I have balls, $10. There's your leader, Christian, all, all that stuff, everything that he put in that super chat, hundred percent true. Uh, you know, did you see any lies? Because I'll tell you what I did not. There, there were no <laughs> lies anywhere. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to stay local. And uh, I have to admit that I'm not really a car guy, uh, and it might surprise people who see me on the internet talking about comic books and science fiction all the time, but uh, not much of a car guy. But I think even I would be able to tell that, hey, something's wrong with this car uh, when I uh, look under the hood and I I see what this gentleman found. I found an eight-foot albino boa constrictor underneath the hood of a car. Yep, you heard that right. The interesting find during a routine vehicle maintenance appointment at Beach Ford in Myrtle Beach. Everybody came down. Everybody come look at it. The engine compartment of a Ford Focus became the center of attention. Tony Galley, a mechanic since 1995, has never seen this before. Yeah, I've seen rodents and stuff like that, but never... Never a snake like that. Boa constrictors are not common in the wild of South Carolina, which leads the snake chaser to believe that this was someone's pet. I think he's okay. an escapee, most likely, or someone just <laughs> couldn't take care of him anymore and let him go, thinking that he'd survive. Our climate here is not the best for boa constrictors to live comfortably in the wild. That particular species won't survive up here. Florida, yes. Around here, no. We have two cold winters. All right, so I think that's the important thing to yeah. take away from this particular story, Eric, is that... If you're thinking about getting a boa constrictor and having it in your home, but you live in South Carolina, it would be bad for the boa constrictor. So, uh, yeah, uh, leave them at the pet shop. So I, you know, you, you, by the way, somebody said that that's not an albino. So maybe there's something to that, uh, different, not, not quite correct there, but then the, the whole local news thing of so-and-so, so-and-so says, They've never seen this before. And then the mic is on him and he goes, I've never seen this before. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you just told us. Why did you just tell us? Why, why, why don't you let uh, Colin Quinn's less, less successful brother tell us that yeah. he's never seen it before? And I mean, they know 
he's going to say that because they're recording the piece and they're editing the package. The yeah. guy who's editing the package should just say, this is so-and-so from the dealership. They don't need to set him up with the same thing that he says. So yeah. and, and he says the thing that you're about to hear right now. Let's give a listen. Um, if that was your car, Eric, um, would you do what I do, which is just leave it there at, uh, at the body shop and just be like, yeah, I'm just going to get a new one. I, I can't even imagine what's going on in that car after a boa constrictor yeah, has I, I, itself around the innards. I can totally see that. But those things, um, you know, there's a lot of people in every community who would do a lot for a snake like that. You know, the local weirdos. So those people, you get the snake out and get it to them, one of those local weirdo pet shops, and you could probably sell it for a plenty of money. So I would do my best to make sure the animal was okay because there's always some loser in town with tarantulas and snakes and no job and lives at his mom's house and shit like that. Yeah, and, and this guy is uh, known as the snake chaser. So uh, you could even make a career out of it if you're lucky. Right, um, yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's stay in the reptile world. And uh, you remember last week, Eric, we met a special friend, uh, Wally, the emotional support alligator? I do, Philly. Yeah, he is apparently, uh, well, I wouldn't say world famous, but he's Keystone State famous. He's well known throughout Pennsylvania uh, because uh, it wasn't long before somebody sent me uh, another piece about Wally, the emotional support alligator. Well, this is Wally, the emotional support alligator. First reptile, as we know, in all of history. This is not just a gimmick. Joe Henny rescues reptiles. We work with several uh, zoos, wildlife refuge parks, and stuff like that there. Uh, and that's where most of our gators go to. Including two of Wally's siblings. But Wally, well, actually, this part of the story is about Joe. I lost uh, three family members and four lifelong friends. That all happened in two weeks. Okay, hang and on. Yeah, yeah doctor, that, that's, that's, I will, that's a key part to stop right there. I agree. I will, please tell me his next line is, to an alligator. <laughs> yeah, well... The fact that he's not specific means that, uh, you know, the local authorities probably had a file on this guy before he brought an alligator into his home. Right. You know, his closest friends all die in the space of two weeks. Right. Right. Uh, you know, uh, I, I might have to send this over to Vinny and Carl for a look for the creep off. You know, I think <laughs> I think I think there might be a little bit more going on here. Uh, OK, especially bringing an alligator into your house. But uh I, I'm sure that everything about this is normal. So let's see what else he has to say. Doctor wanted to give me antidepressant. I I refused. He had Wally. He was just sorry. I'm going to pause it again. <laughs> the doctor wanted to give me an antidepressant. So uh, instead, I I thought, why don't I make my life a little bit more exciting and uh, bring in something that might kill me? Right, right. And then the reporter with the actual snake that close to his cock. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, well, but wait a minute. I said thing. snake. I meant alligator. It is an alligator. Yeah, but uh, the the key here for our audio audience is that they're sitting next to each other, uh, very awkwardly on a bench, <laughs> and all I can say is that I can only see Wally's left arm. Where is his right <laughs> arm right now? That the reporter is uh, is so calm. You know. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's see what else they have to say about Wally just doing things i never seen alligators do and then if i lay there and, and fall asleep he'd literally lay inside me put his head on my shoulder his wow. arm around me which i really thought was extremely weird or maybe not for an alligator who refuses to even kill alligator food 
he just made friends with her. He'd swim around with the rats in his pond. Where is she hi, this lady? Famous around here for a few years now. Uh, but then there was that day last weekend in Philly, Joe. Yeah, we did talk about that last week. But uh, the, that last clip that they showed on the screen, he was bringing Wally around uh, an right. old folks home. So yeah. it's like, look, how much more time you have left? How much worse could it possibly be than if this alligator just bites your right. head off? My it's hair, like you know? a reptilian Dr. Kevorkian is what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think uh, grandchildren who are interested in estate planning are like, hey, uh, can you bring Wally by uh, grandma and go say hi? today? Oh, so <clears throat> I have to say, I, I would you would you pet? Would you get close? I think I would just I don't know why I I. I I'll, I'll do anything once, and I think I well almost everything once, but I think I, I, I would. I think I would pet Wally's tail while uh, somebody's restraining his head. I've seen how fast those things can move. So uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I've been to like the zoo and you pet a baby alligator, but I'm not sitting like these two with okay. him on my lap, though. You know, <laughs> that's not how you and I are going to do next week's show, Eric. Uh, Christian, from the previous story with the snake, Eddie Valentino yeah. uh, throws over five bucks and writes, that was Don Reynolds' snake stuck in the engine. Don Reynolds sucks for letting the snake out. So he's actually, he has a suspect as to who did that to the snake. Well, I, I, I think that uh, the, there was a long list, but if we've solved the case, uh, we we can get back to Wally. Oh, with his best friend, Mary. So it was Mary and her two children and myself and Wally uh, decided to go to the splash pad over there. They posted oh. this video. And no, there was a child walking Wally. Miles away oh, no. to come get their picture and their hug and kiss from Wally. Yeah. And then uh, attention from more than a mile or two away. Works from all over the world, Ireland, uh, Australia, Africa. Everybody loves Wally uh, for what he stands for and what he does. What does he stand for? Why is it that people connect with MAGA! Because he helps needy people. He puts... He's... <laughs> he puts smiles on people's faces. Uh -oh. Wisdom for all of us. By the way, when you said MAGA, it of course stands for Make America Gator Again. I think uh, that's important. To, oh, uh, fuck you. <laughs> what? Come on. Hey, we're just having fun. From an alligator. Uh, try putting a smile on somebody's face today. Yeah. By Don't giving them an alligator. Seth Kaplan, ABC 27 News. I don't know. That's amazing. Yes. How about, you, job, how about my Good hair? Good job, Wally. Yeah. <laughs> the emotion there. Was... Wow. I think oh, the amazing you. thing is uh, really the uh, the two anchors that uh, follow up this piece. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, 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 I weep for our audio audience who doesn't get to see the fact that he thought that tie shirt <laughs> and jacket combo was how he should go on television. I know it's a small market, but. <laughs> uh, Matthew. This is not a super chat, but he writes, oh, this is a crock. Oh, Jesus. You <laughs> Fucking home run, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I want to hate that joke, but you know what? I, I, I don't. Uh, but we we see some uh, local news anchors having fun talking about Wally. And uh, I've got a couple clips that show working on a local newscast can actually be fun. Uh, especially if maybe somebody that you work with doesn't have the biggest sense of humor. Back to Fox 2 News at 9 a.m. Time once again to get you caught up on your news headlines. For that, the Hamburglar. <laughs> <laughs> it's your birthday. I let it pass. Thank you. No, I won't. I'll get you later. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's like, yes, the shirt. 
but uh, also just the demeanor, everything oh, about God. her. It's like, yeah, he'd clearly been sitting on that all morning. And he's like, ah, I got I, I, I to <laughs> I got to nail her with the Hamburglar thing, you know? <laughs> oh, that's that's actually pretty good. I, I, I like the clip. I like the clip. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, that's uh, I, I hope she did get him back by uh, stealing his delicious cheeseburger. Right. Later that right. Afternoon. By the way, that shirt really makes her titties look big. Oh, you know what? I hadn't noticed. I, I thought that uh, she was actually burgling a couple of quarter pounders under there. But you know what? Now, now that you, uh, now that I put my glasses on, uh, those are clearly Big Macs. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. See, <laughs> fuck yeah. See, Matthew really, uh, he brought, he's going to bring out the Chipperson in all of us. But sometimes working local news can also be fun if maybe the person reading the story doesn't understand right away why it's supposed to be funny. Some scary moments for customers at a Kansas Home Depot. Police responded to reports of a bomb threat at the store in Wichita. A customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments, and that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but had no intention of causing a panic. Man also told police others in the room laughed, understanding his joke, which I'm just now getting. <laughs> Home Depot says they will not be pressing charges. Oh. But I can tell you right now, you asked the producer for me to read that, didn't you? Because <laughs> we know you're stupid. Now, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, th this guy is definitely a, a, a smug shithead. But at the same time, he definitely knows. He's like, oh, boy, this is gonna, this is going to make the workday a little bit extra fun now, isn't it? It's, it's probably the same idiot who said Captain Sumteen Wong, we too low. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that... Uh, I don't know. I mean, clips like that. Yeah. You know what? They're, they're just fun, right? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's what we want here on the show. Is everybody having fun in the chat? You know, I can't read the chat. Um, and, uh, no, yeah. I think this week, I, I think that they're maybe a little bit more uh, used to the idea that it's just me and you. you know? Yeah. You know, they, uh, they seem to be having fun. I'm, um, I'm loving some of the jokes, all very, very funny. And, uh, all appreciated. We we love everybody who's following and enjoying the show. Yeah. Well, uh, somebody who was enjoying themselves a little bit too much uh, was a a gentleman who I don't know if you've been to a J.C. Penny in a while, uh, Eric. But uh, usually when you go there, I don't know. This would be like the the third most unusual thing that you see. But um, I have to admit it. It's uh, it's kind of fascinating to watch. And uh, we'll take a look here. <laughs> Wow. So they're just walking around and uh, some, yeah, some good Samaritans realize that this gentleman, well, a um, large gentleman uh, who yes. maybe you would have suspected for a Philadelphia carjacking earlier, I guess is a way to say that. Yes. yes. Uh, he was walking around completely naked and I, I guess he uh, tried to touch a child inappropriately. Uh, so they find him and uh, they don't let him go. This isn't like shoplifting at a CVS or a Rite Aid or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the naked guy, he uh, it, and, you know, we have to obscure it because this is the nudity that I was talking about yep, earlier yep, that uh, maybe yep. they, the people weren't going to want. And uh, I'm not going to stick with it. But uh, if you find the clip, 
they just wail on this guy. Yeah, they, they, they end up beating the shit out of him, which can be difficult because, you know, you're trying to grab onto a naked man so that you'd have to grab onto body parts and you're going to brush dick at some point, And that's distracting and weird to, or, or, you know, it's just, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of things that can go wrong when you're fighting with a 100% naked man. Yeah. Well, as, as we uh, move over in a moment, uh, we're going to see that uh, sometimes interactions with people in public uh, don't necessarily go the way they're planned. Let's uh, let's dust off some, who are these newscasters? Baron. I don't think I'd ever heard that before today. Oh God! I hope I never hear it again. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, we've uh, we've always had so much fun with local news, but uh, this happened in the UK, and uh, I'm sorry, but uh, I live in America, and uh, that is not local for me. So we had to uh, dust off a new jingle. Uh, so uh, people know Kate Middleton. I don't even know if that's her last name anymore, but Princess of Wales, Princess Kate. Uh, she was doing some uh, nice outreach. Our uh, visual audience can see she's uh, meeting with a, a gentleman who's developmentally disabled. And uh, well, let's see how that interaction goes uh, when when the rest of the gang shows up. Oh, oh, boy. The caption said that that's the moment he cheeky boy tickled the princess of Wales. Let's watch it again for our audience. And oh, okay. There is that that momentary yeah. look on her face that is like, oh my God, who's touching me there? Will yeah, never yeah. touches me there. Oh, can you go back it's... to the very beginning? Is the first kid is he flashing the shocker? Is that? <laughs> I think yeah. he's he's definitely flashing the shocker. Two in the pink, one in the stink. Yeah, and she's he's like, like, oh yeah, yeah, I do the shocker. I I do. I have it done to me all the time. I'm hoping this kid behind me does it to me. Yeah. She's like, she, I would definitely be up for that. Uh, ever since I married into the royal family, uh, nothing goes into the stink. Barely anything goes into the pink. Okay. And uh, maybe maybe that's really what it was. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he calls his friend over. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to get a Downs DP there. That's uh, <laughs> that, that is right. That could be something now, fantastic. I, I I know that you just earlier in the show said you don't like to watch porn with other dudes. But... If we find a Downs DP video, I think that we might have to do our first uh, Patreon watch. Along. Oh yeah, uh, oh right. big time, big time. Yeah, I if right. it's that if it's that extravagant of a Downs <laughs> DP of Kate Middleton, I mean it's kind of like when you watched Two Girls One Cup. You had to, yeah. you, you know that's that was a cultural spectacle. And yeah, if there's and, a, if there's a Downs DP of Kate Middleton. Uh, because that one kid was showing her the shocker and this whole thing. <laughs> she's she's saying yes to it right there. Yeah. I'm definitely oh, yeah. going to she's watch. Like, I, I've got someone who schedules these things for me. Some of the some of my indiscretions. Uh, let's uh, let's make it work. Well, just, let's stay. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, just because this is the point when the show really. I mean, we've really just gone into a whole different realm. We're suggesting that these two intellectually disabled children are going to double penetrate the Princess of Wales. Uh, and their children, too. So that's all incredible moments. Uh, I think we can only go up from here. Well, maybe uh, maybe we could uh, try and 
set these gents up with uh, Miss Wheelchair Michigan from uh, about a month ago that we had on the show. You know, I mean, yes. if, if anything, we could bring people together on this show, Eric. I yes. think that's the least we can do. Hey, Downs kids need pussy, too. That's what we need to focus on. Look, they're not just Downs. They're DTF. <laughs> so let's stay in Europe and uh, talk about how Paris, the uh, city of lights, has become infested. It's overrun with parasites that are just a drain on every aspect of their infrastructure. It's a real problem that people are finally starting to notice. Oh, I'm sorry. These are your notes for uh, Kumia yesterday. Uh, <laughs> Paris has bed bugs. So let's take a look at that. Tonight, a bed bug infestation sweeping through Paris and anxiety quickly rising. Viral videos like these causing sleepless nights with reports of the blood-sucking parasites on buses and trains inside movie theaters and hotels. That is just becoming an issue for the Parisians in our daily life. Oh, look at this guy. Paris is a global destination with millions visiting from across the world for events like Fashion Week last month. Concerns travelers can take the bugs home. Well, it's a national crisis in France. The tiny bloodsuckers are a problem across oh, the cute. world. In, in the U.S., we call those Chad Zumok. And recently in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad that uh, you mentioned Zumok because I wanted to freeze frame on uh, this is uh, actually they keep uh, showing us. This is in uh, Arizona. I'll uh, turn it off for a second, the audio, and then you can just see there, <laughs> there were thousands wow. of them. Yeah, that's Chad's <laughs> house right there. Yeah, well, I believe that's uh, right around back from the uh, Walmart on uh, Del Mabry. So, uh, yes. And uh, you can see, I don't know, have you ever had a running with uh, bed bugs? I, I know that, uh, you, you know, you're not you're not no, big city no. folk like some of us, but no, uh, have you I've ever never run into seen them? them I've, had, I've had the cockroaches when I lived in Tennessee sure. um, and that was fucked up. Um, uh, horrible. Um, rental home at the time, but never the bed bugs. Yeah, no, I've, I've talked to people who've had them and it's like, as they describe the process of trying to get rid of them, it's like, you can't help, but like you start itching and you think like, oh yeah, no, this is bad. But the, the key of this is the fact that Paris is going to have the Olympics uh, just right. next summer, you know? Right. So, so like eight months from now, <laughs> this is going to be a real problem <laughs> yep. in Paris. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I was just, basically I pulled this because of this image, uh, which yeah. by the way, you know, great shout out to Burns Pest Extermination, who Ugh. is uh, getting the on-screen promo from NBC News here. Yes, yes, really, they're really going to take it. You can shovel those things. It's unbelievable. My God, it looks <laughs> like the floor of a barber shop. But, you know, you could also just scoop one of them and bring it home as your emotional support bed bug. Do you think that that would work? <laughs> I never want to see a bed bug ever. Yeah. Well, uh, then uh, I guess I, I've I've been paranoid because you hear about like movie theaters in like New York City. They've had them. I live in Los Angeles, obviously. So anytime you're in a big city, you, you start to uh, worry about it. But uh, knock on wood, this hasn't happened yet. But I, I've got a new reason to stay out of Paris. And uh, I see you've got a super chat there. Yes, uh, not a dime, but he made me laugh or she made me laugh. Uh, laugh. JFK head chunk says they are recommending to the citizens shower at least once a month until the infestation subsides. Filthy fucks. So, uh, first of all, great point. And I'm sorry, did you say his name is JFK Headchunk? Yes. 
All right. If uh, <laughs> if I had the drops that Carl had, uh, I would play the one that says, uh, I'm interested and I'd like to sign up for your newsletter because uh, <laughs> JFK head chunks. Look, you know, some of us just put our names or we try to promote our dumb podcast or something with our on-screen name, but JFK head chunks. I mean, that's... Uh, I love it. Yeah, that's, that's one for the ages. <laughs> also uh, for the ages, we're going to head over to politics now and we're going to catch up with the biden family a lot of people talking about christian and carl's segment making it great with who are these politics yes indeed we are making it great with uh who are these politics and uh before we dive into uh, Joe Biden, who is the president of the United States, uh, depending on who you ask on uh, Reddit. That may or may not be true. But last time I checked, uh, he is. But uh, I wanted to start off with, I think, my new favorite member of the Biden family. And that is, I could not find any video where they talked about this. So, yes, I am just showing a Daily Mail link which moves more than any video because of all the pop-up ads that it has. Yes, yes. But uh, Joe Biden's younger brother, Frank, admits naked selfie on guys with iPhones gay dating site is hacked. <laughs> no wonder my Carl asked me if I had find my phone on my iPhone. All right, now that all makes sense. Um, but uh, as with anybody who uh, a, a compromising photo comes up, they immediately say, well, clearly uh, I must have been hacked. And uh, I just want to make sure that we get to the image of Frank Biden. Oh, this man. is apparently the picture that turned up on the gay dating site. And uh, I mean, he's jacked. Uh, I can't look away from his nipples, but I really want to. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> that's just yeah, where, it, where I am. It, uh, it was terms, weird. He had you know? he looked reasonably OK for his age. I don't, I don't know how old his younger brother is, but. Uh, it, it seems like you're better off. Less people. Yeah, I mean, his younger people, people like eighty-seven. Growing up. Right, right. <laughs> What's interesting is when this happens, the second you say I was hacked, everybody thinks you're that you actually did do it. He would be better off saying, "Oh, yeah, of course I did that. I need cock." If he did that, yeah. it would be less. It would be less damaging than lying. You know? Yeah. No, exactly. And uh, for people who allegedly have not uh, have seen the uh, unblurred version of it, they say that uh, it, uh, it it is very impress impressive. And, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, people have seen Hunter's cock as well. It's a matter of time, don't you think, before yeah, we get I, to see Joe Biden's cock at some point? Jimmy the Lip calls uh, Frank Biden a creep. And it's like, well, I don't know. I mean, if he's a single dude who's gay, what better way to get fresh dick than yeah. to show off your old ripped body? <laughs> I mean, think about it. That, that, why, why, that's yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I would it's, do that. If if what? If if you were ripped like him, if you if were single, ripped, if you were gay? Or, yes, uh, I was ripped, single, and gay. And I am none of those things. Yeah. I'm, I might be a little gay, but I, I'm not really full gay. I would absolutely do that. Yeah. I would have so much dick in me if I were Frank Biden. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to uh, share that story with you in the audience so that I could get uh, 
so that I could get that drop uh, of you saying that. Uh, the other uh, Biden family member that we're going to talk about, uh, we don't see him with his shirt off, which I got to say, I, I mean, how long has this guy been in the public eye? I don't think I've ever seen a photo of Joe Biden with his shirt off. And uh, if it if it happens now, I, I mean, it, it should be considered elder abuse. If somebody posts a picture of Joe no, Biden with his shirt off. He was off. on the beach this summer. There was a picture of him uh, <sighs> the, at the vacation. Don't you remember? He, he, he was they, they actually showed it. I, I, I like to think that he's one of those guys who swims with a shirt on, you know, so uh, that's that's just the way I'll remember it. Uh, but anyway, uh, earlier this weekend, uh, you know, uh, in our previous episode, I did spend a lot of time visiting with the candidates at the GOP debate. And uh, people thought that uh, that that said a lot about uh, political leanings. Those were those were still to me some of the funniest clips we've played on this show, especially how much everyone hated Vivek Ramaswamy. But look. I'll tell you right now, we don't even have any Trump clips this week, but we do have this one. So let's sit back for story time with Uncle Joe Biden. President, you started your remarks here today by saying it was good news today with the economic report. Why do you think most people still don't feel positive or feel good news about the economy? Well, first of all, you just heard the news today, too. They haven't heard it. I think the people of 300 plus thousand people who got jobs feel better about the economy. And look. I got to choose my words here. Uh-oh. You all are not the happiest people in the world. What's your report? What? And I mean it sincerely. It gets a more little, you get more legs when you're reporting something that's negative. Oh, I hate I mean, that. I don't mean you're picking on me. Or I'm just the nature of things. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. This is about any point in this conversation. It's easy to pause and go oh, yeah. right back to yeah. because he doesn't know where he is either. <laughs> okay. First of all, he's obviously fucked up. Uh, yeah. Second of all, she asked a very simple question. I thought it was a good question. 300,000 people have jobs, but not everybody feels so confident. He, his only answer could be, well, because of inflation. And, and I mean, but instead he turns it on her and says, you only want to report the bad news. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah. I know I like to see good news. If it's actually good news, his, his point that he's trying to make is it's all your fault because uh, uh, you're, you're just looking for the bad news story because that's the only thing people want to hear. And I've never believed that. Well, do you think there's a chance that if we go back to the clip, he's going to make that point, Eric? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm let's totally see, let's see if he gets to, let's see if he gets to that and it, and it gets to a sensible conclusion. You turn on the television and there's not a whole lot about boy saves dog as he swims in the lake, you know, to say, you know, it's about. You know, somebody about, pushed the dog in the lake. It's always about my brother. I, I, I get Frank. it. Frank. But <laughs> speaking of a dog in a lake, have you seen the dog between my brother's legs? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Fuck. We can talk about jobs. We can talk about my brother Frank needing fresh cock. <laughs> Which one do you want to talk about? Yeah, I had to put my cell phone away because he sent me nine dick pics in the last <laughs> 10 minutes. All right. That's this, enough already, Frank. Frank sending me pictures of his dick. Well, yeah, they'd rather report the story if somebody goes into the lake and drowns it. Is that what you're saying, Mr. President? Oh, Jesus. If you just listen to what's going on around the world. Okay. There's reason for people to be concerned. <laughs> there's reason for people to be concerned what's going on with in Russia. There's reason to be concerned about okay. what's going on in, in my brain. parts of the world. Okay, I think you got that, one, right? Russia, sure. The American people are 
smart as hell and know what their interests are. I think they know they're better off financially than they were before. It's a fact. And all the all that data, all that polling stuff shows they think they're more positive about the economy than they've been, more positive about their jobs, et cetera. Uh. Um, I just think if you, let me put it this way. If you just watch what happened last week in the Congress, how excited are you going to be about much of anything? What? I'm lost. I don't even remember the question. It sounded like, uh, uh, how excited are you going to be about Peyton Manning? I mean, he's not playing anymore. Though. <laughs> Although I do like when he and Eli call the, you know, they have the, the Manning cast on Monday Night Football. Maybe that's what yeah. he's talking about. Well, the toughest thing about playing clips of Joe Biden, as I was just finding, is that I push the little arrow so that it goes play. But I'm convinced I haven't pushed play because yeah. he doesn't move or say anything. Yeah, <laughs> so he I'm is like, remarkable. Look at how yeah. ill he is. This is this yeah. is horrible. God. But uh, but uh, that's that's Eric Zane, and he approves this message. <laughs> oh shit! Four more years of clips like this, or you know, four more months. I, I guess I don't know. I don't know how it really <clears throat> works, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I think he looks better than he has in a while. You know, he at no point does he reach out to the, uh, the either the flags on either side of him and try and shake the hand of it, you know? Yeah, I love the uh, every time he tries to walk away, he just turns around, he fiddles with the books <laughs> behind him. He, he's, got his, he's got his imaginary uh, friend there. Well, yeah. uh, there uh, apparently has been some, uh, some news out of the Middle East to say. lately. I don't know if you are uh, aware no, of any yeah. of that. I don't really follow that stuff. But uh, Pete Ducey uh, keeps on top of that stuff. And uh, I, I think you might be able to tell how Pete Ducey feels about the way that this is over the weekend, about the way that the White House was uh, handling not issuing a statement on it. President Biden had nothing to say about this on camera today. We did hear some music throughout the afternoon and the early evening coming from the south side of the White House, the area of the Rose Garden or the portico over there. And we are told that the president and the first lady were hosting a barbecue for executive residence staff. Back to you. Oh, I see what and he I, did there. I don't think I'm the first one to say this, but uh, the way that he has that look on his face, uh, uh, Steve Ducey, uh, this is Peter Ducey, sorry, uh, where he goes, uh, I heard some music. And he's definitely like, I don't know, new, new stepdad yep. who's uh, trying to show you how cool he is. Or to bring it back to, to school, he's definitely the kid that's like a minute before the bell is like, you know, you forgot to give us homework for the weekend. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or I think he's the type of guy that would like to have Frank with or sex with Frank Biden. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, he just can't admit that to himself. You know, I fucked that up by the way. God damn it. The, it, it every part of that sounded right <laughs> to me, you know, but that's all right. You know what? Look, fuck ups happen. They happen on shows like this. And they even happen to people who are members of one of the most prestigious families in the United States when they're running for fa for uh, president of the United States. Here's RFK Jr. in front of a crowd. Can you back I that up? Speech. I need Can, my speech. Yeah. Can you back it up right to the very beginning? Absolutely. You can definitely go right back. To okay, me. now hold on. Hold on a second. Because at the very yep. beginning, the, first of all, everybody knows his voice. It sounds like he's sick or something his voice is so yeah. fucked up no but, he does a great Catherine hepburn impression yes that's the first thing i thought and then you'll hear him go <laughs> all right go ahead he's gonna let the poison out before he complains let's uh let's give a listen to this 
I actually thought that I was need my speech. I need my speech. It's almost like Joffrey Baratheon when he died. Everybody's like, well, it's on the teleprompter. You can't read anything. What? All the way. It's it's upside down. So the teleprompter is upside down. It's upside down. You can't read it. Just give me the goddamn speech on paper already. <laughs> Look at that. He got a great turnout, and he can't even uh, he can't even speak to the people uh, because uh, he's got to look down at it at his speech. Now, a lot of us know. Uh, I believe he's uh, he's married to Cheryl Hines, who uh, people know as well ex-wife of Larry David's TV character, also named Larry David. Not that that's confusing. So uh, it didn't take long for X, as our pal OJ calls it, uh, for someone on X to take that clip and um, just add a little something that makes it better. I need my speech. (laughs) You can't read it. You can't read it. It's upside down. It's upside down. It's upside down. Upside down, right as the music. <laughs> it's upside down like my uncle's head chunk. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, we had a good laugh right there, and uh, you know, Eric, America is ready to get back to laughing which is great because the late night talk shows are back after a a five month writer strike. Let's head on over to who are these talk shows? I said, can you dig it? I think so. They're all back. All the late night talk shows. Now, uh, I have to admit that uh, when when I was a kid, I I loved uh, Letterman and uh, Conan took over Uh, when I was in high school and college. I loved watching these shows. But um, if I wasn't pulling clips for this, I wouldn't be able to tell you the last time I actually was like, oh, let me see what's going on in any of the late night shows. Do you ever uh, watch any of them, Eric? Or uh, if somebody sends you, you know, like Kimmel has that great bit every year where uh, I guess parents steal their kids Halloween candy or something. Uh, if if I will watch anything, it will be Kimmel. Okay. And I usually gotcha. just watch the clips, uh, but no, I don't. It's nothing appointment, nothing, nothing DVR. No. Well, uh, I think uh, Jimmy kind of realizes that uh, he needs to lean on his writers and uh, anybody who uh, checked out uh, Strike Force Five, the podcast, the five late night shows did realize that the writers were an important <laughs> part. But. Um, it's good that this bit didn't happen before the strike. It might have gone on for five years. So uh, let's take a look. He's uh, setting up a bit where Jimmy proposes, hey, we're going to rate these tweets and we'll tweet them together. Uh, I think he explains it, but I want to be like a local newscaster and explain something to you right before it happens. I'm going to show you five different posts and we're all going to vote on whether you like each one or not. You all have voting clickers at your seats. You should, at least. If you don't, let us know. We'll get you one. 
You can vote for all of these. You can vote for none of them, whatever you want, and we'll see the results live. Higgins, Roots, you have you have clickers? Got it. Oh, good. Everybody's got clickers. Uh, Whatever post fucking hair looks like he's drunk. Live on the show, so you can all like it, and we can (laughs) both of those things are true. Uh, It's like a shared experience. You guys ready for this? Okay. Uh, The first post is not to brag, but my phone has seen so many concerts. Wow. And that is a crap shot. Again, the writers have been oh. up in strikes for. <laughs> is that a joke? Months. Is that supposed to yeah. be a joke? Well, that's that's why I pulled this one. Don't worry, I didn't pull all five tweets. There's, I just pulled this he one. did this five fucking times. Yeah. This this is the first one, and uh, the other four aren't much better. But uh, let, let's see what the audience thought of it. Uh, you know, uh, he he's uh, saying, oh, you know, the writers have been off for five months. But at some point, somebody should have read that and said, yeah, let's skip that one. Let's only do four tweets tonight. All right. It's interesting. A lot of people have their phones out during the yeah, concert. They, 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 they don't, they don't watch them. the show yeah, themselves. Yeah. They just watch the thing. Yeah, That's sure. correct. Yes. You know, it's always the best thing for a joke, oh. Eric. Explain Explanation. It. That's Explanation what always makes it funny. Well, that, he's it's describing it like it's not a joke. He's yeah. describing well, it like, oh, yeah, it's good. You know, that's I think he's had to abandon. Phone. Yeah, he's had to abandon the idea that it was actually a joke because oh. he's like, all right, we're just going to stick with it. Uh, statement. Observation. Then yeah. a joke. Yeah. Then a joke. Sure. The votes are in. Let's see the results here. No. Wow. <laughs> okay. Now My question least... is, what's how did 36 people think that that oh, was worth oh, posting? That's fucking crazy. That's actually 147 thumbs down. Yeah. Uh, that part that he's got the thumbs down, maybe that's the joke. Maybe that, maybe this is just a passive way to make fun of himself. Uh, benefit of the doubt there, but I hate the fact that they have to do this five fucking times. Well, don't worry. You don't see any more of them. I, I just, uh, I felt like that was going to hammer home the, uh, Level of content that we'd been missing. Uh, we're going to only uh, spend some time with Jimmy Fallon this week. We'll uh, take a look at one of the other uh, hosts uh, on subsequent weeks. But uh, so, you know, Jimmy also had five months off and uh, he's already so overworked that he figured that the best thing he could do is take one of his terribly unfunny writers, have them go to a movie theater and do a really painful bit. Oh. Thanks, Jimmy. I'm here at the movies to see what the public has to say about The Exorcist Believer. He's giving big reactions. He's interacting with movie. And this guy's wacky. His yeah. name's Mike. I don't know his Turn last name. Down the Definitely. Yeah, Mike at the movies. Is right, what'd you think All of right. the movie? It was great. What was the scariest part? When she was getting lifted up. Like- <laughs> I was shaking. I couldn't believe that. It was like making my heart be like, what's going to happen next? Same. What would you guys think of the movie? There were some good jump scares in there. I drank so much ginger ale during this movie, I had to go to the bathroom twice. What was the scariest part of the movie to you guys? Uh, Eric, I, I want to make sure, is, you, is your microphone working? When oh. his popcorn flew up in his face, I, I didn't yeah. hear anything out of you. Yeah, it's 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 so gag-filled, but the worst, <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, fucking uh, Scooby-Doo type shit that we're talking about here. I... Oh, fuck. Is it? Do you think he's like setting it up to let's be as corny as fucking possible? I mean, who who likes corny? Nobody likes corny. I, I don't know, but uh, we're we're only halfway through this. But this bit is only one minute and 11 seconds and uh, we're only halfway through it. So let's give him a chance. I'm sure Mike's going to win us over the earthquake at the beginning. I actually was. Oh, no, I'm not, the whole time. I'm I heard you say that in the theater. Yeah. Didn't you hear me say shut up? <laughs> 
I understand you do a very good impression of The Exorcist. No one in the crowd is laughing. At any point in the movie, did you think a Dracula was going to show up? No, no. I didn't either. What a pointless question. How would you question. rank this movie? Anna? <laughs> no. well, everything the, is pointless. Everything is pointless. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's also nice to see uh, Exorcist Zendaya here uh, talking right. to him. But, uh, <laughs> Scale from one to awesome sauce. Buffalo sauce. Buffalo sauce. Buffalo sauce. Awesome sauce on three. One, two, three. Awesome All sauce. right. Awesome sauce. <laughs> <laughs> So is the, way, is the way that we hate this asshole the way the audience on this show hated us in weeks one through eight? Uh, I, I think uh, you mean uh, weeks one through 20 of this show, Eric. <laughs> Eventually, they're just going to give up. They're going to realize, like, all right, I guess I guess it's not going to be Tukey and Cardiff. So uh, I guess I'll just stop watching. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, this must be what our show looks like to people. And uh I'm starting to understand. Yeah, uh, I get it now. I hate it too. <laughs> some of the some of the Reddit comments. I mean, I clearly think I'm as funny as Mike on the Tonight Show <laughs> staff. Uh, well, one more clip from Jimmy Fallon because what would a late night talk show be without a uh, hysterical celebrity guest? Jimmy Fallon, Chelsea Handler, and uh, I don't know, Eric. I think that uh, Chelsea is speaking here. What we call truth to power. So you uh, guest hosted on the Daily Show. I got to say, you were phenomenal. It was oh, such a great. So four seconds in and okay. immediately Jimmy starts lying yep. to her. Right away, he's kissing her ass. Yeah. Oh, you, big time. You were phenomenal. You could say you did a good job. It's like, or just say, you know, you guest hosted The Daily Show. But yeah. uh, that's not Jimmy Fallon. No, no. He's got he's to really lean into this. this Thank uh, you. Yeah. I loved it. People loved it. I, you got great. Because you know what you're doing. You're smart. You're, you're, you're funny. You're quick. You're sharp. And uh, it got crazy. So now he's lied to her like six times. In, oh, he's laid seconds. it on so <laughs> thick. And then but when he gives it to her to, to take this over, this is so annoying. This is two minutes. Of this is going to be a great handoff. Don't pure worry. Shit. It's yeah, it's like it, it, it's 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 definitely like synchronized swimming. Great headlines. And I go, this is such a perfect fit. And I go. Man, when are they making the move? When is Chelsea Handler taking over Daily Show? Oh, well, what I will say about that is that I think we are in a very important cultural moment, you know, uh, with women dominating culture. We have... Any thoughts on that, Eric Zane? Yeah, I do, because (laughs) um, I hate it when people make a big deal about women doing extraordinary things. Women have always done extraordinary things. To me, it's ridiculous to make it seem like all these years before they were retarded and couldn't do it, and suddenly they can pull it off, and they're doing this, and they're doing that. They've always done great things. Up until this year, uh, uh, women were running up to the Princess of Wales and tickling her, is basically uh, what you're saying. Yeah. This is, it's, it's uh, I, I, I think it... Um, it almost cheapens things when they um, make such a gigantic deal about like the first woman in space or first sure. woman who dunks a basketball no, let's, shit. Or let's let's talk to the to the chick. Let's talk about the chick at the beginning of the show who you know stood up to the uh, the wannabe tough guy. You know, yeah, I mean, you know that, I mean, that that's a that's a moment that you know Chelsea Handler sitting at a desk where other people have sat before, right. including women. By the way, women have guest hosted the Daily Show before. You know, right? So, because women do shit culturally is not a reason to praise yeah. them. Women should be uh, uh, 
congratulated for being great moms and great sisters and shit like that. I mean, yeah. come on. Well, uh, I, I think uh, I want to hear a little bit more from Chelsea Handler uh, about uh, this moment in time. But uh, if uh, if we get if we get a super chat for over five dollars to telling me to stop play this clip, I will definitely do that. Okay. This goes Two highest grossing tour. I mean, look at look at Taylor Swift. She's like our president now. You know, <laughs> like I'm like Taylor Swift is ruling the universe. Beyonce, the two yes. highest grossing tours of the summer are women. Yes. Um, the highest grossing movie of the year, you know, the highest grossing movie of the year was directed by a woman well, about women, you know? Well, that shows, okay. That shows uh, that women are stupid because that movie was horseshit. Fuck you. Well, uh, as, as, as we've discussed before, my five-year-old daughter liked it. She was supposed to <laughs> like Barbie. Of you know course. what I mean? Like, yeah. Of course. Uh, Any adult that likes that movie can suck my dick. That movie was stupid. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Well, we know which we know which Ken you are, Eric. And and look at like you look at Coco Goff and how many people are watching her win her very first Grand Slam Jimmy? versus goes, oh. yeah. Yeah. And, and oh. by the way, I, I had no idea who that was or what that was. And then they talked about Grand Slam. I'm like, okay, I think that's tennis. Uh, and then this next part can't be true. Watching the man who broke every record. Yeah, and more watching her than watch the man and, who broke records. Okay. Yes. Just the way that women are showing up for each other. You know, you look at women's soccer, it's more watched than women, uh, men's soccer right now. You look at women's So yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, 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 sorry, go ahead. Yeah. More people watch shit then because they both yeah. suck. So it's got a 0 0.01 rating instead of a 0 0.001. Soccer. All right. You know what? Fuck soccer. I'll give Chelsea that. Fuck your soccer. 92,000 people showed up at a women's volleyball game indoors. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about women's volleyball, though, Eric. Have you seen the shorts? Yes. I mean, you know. Yes. <laughs> there's there's a reason why you know the preferred volleyball is beach beach volleyball, but right, right. And, um, He's still and going, by the way. And I think as, you know, and anybody in a position of power should respect the fact that we are in a moment where women are finally dominating in the way that they deserve to be. And whether it's me or not, they should hire a woman. Okay. Yeah. It's moments like this that I wish that more dudes would become chicks and kick ass and all the things she's talked about. <laughs> so, so you think that uh, the solution is to have... Uh... Uh, have have more Caitlyn Jenners of the world. Yeah, that yeah, um, okay. that and the, and swimmer chick who beat everybody's ass, and uh, just so she can shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, I think we let her go on uh, long enough, and uh, obviously the audience is being instructed when they should applaud, but uh, they're not really supporting her point. They're just kind of staring at her, like I don't know. Here's a crazy idea, Chelsea. Do you think that uh, they should uh, hire the funniest person to host the Daily Show? No, they didn't do it last time. But maybe this time they'll get it right. Not to, right. I'm not talking about John Stewart. John Stewart's incredibly fun. But uh, you know, the last time they they're like, oh, let's let's put him on. Well, now maybe they're spending some time trying to think about it. Anyway, uh, a different kind of talk show on CNN is uh, hosted by Chris Wallace. Uh, there was like a minute in time. Do you remember when CNN had an app? CNN plus. Uh, was, yeah, I do. I do remember yeah, that. This was part of the new content for that. I think it lasted about a month and then they realized like, Oh yeah, people don't want 
to pay extra for more cable news. They right. already pay for cable. So it's uh, been rolled over to uh, Max, which used to be called HBO Max. But Chris Wallace, I think, has an interesting conversation with a friend of this show, Al Michaels. And uh, I, I, for one, uh, find this to be fascinating. I have heard this before, but just the level of dedication Al Michaels has to a specific lifestyle choice. Is it true that you have never knowingly eaten a vegetable no. in your life? That is Plus true. You that is true. Pussy. I was born when my parents were 18 <laughs> and my mother hadn't even read Dr. Spock at that point. So she just let me have the, the, the run of the, uh, of the course. And uh, I always push the vegetables away. To this day, no. And I guess what I've proven, Chris, is that man does not need vegetables to to survive. But it and Chris Wallace is just not having this, but I'm like, all right. I mean, look, at, at this age, like why would he lie about this? You no, know. It, it's it's probably true. Hey, Chris Wallace should have followed it up and say, "How often do you have a bowel movement?" Because <laughs> I imagine it's like twice a week for a whole Al. He's like, yeah, it's it's more like, "Well, this is October, uh, so I'm still waiting for my 2023 <laughs> bowel, but uh, I think it's coming soon." Is it is it just yeah. possible? That you would like, I'm thinking of one of the more non-objectionable vegetables, a carrot. Oh, please. please. <laughs> a carrot? No, a ca no, that's an objectionable vegetable. I mean, I was, really? What? I mean, how would you know? You've never tasted it. I look at it. I just don't even like the look of it. <laughs> and I surmise what it might taste like in terms of the texture of it. I think a lot of it probably has to do with, it just doesn't look like something that would go down well. Wow, that is bizarre. <laughs> what a fucking weirdo. Holy shit. I, I have to say, though, I, I like him a lot more that he's this dedicated to that. You know, he's just like, I, I mean, because first of all, at this point in his life, why would you, you know? Right, like, right. Just, you know, you're not going to start now. I mean, I'm sure the doctors have mentioned, you know, it might be a little bit easier. He's like, nah, it's fine. I, I don't need to worry about it. Wow. But uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I guess you get these things in your head. And at a certain point, you're like, well, I have, I've never eaten a vegetable. So uh, I mean, might, might as well uh, <laughs> might, might as well not uh, go go visit the, uh, the the invalid ward right now and, and right. start. Right. Because <laughs> Was that a spinoff of I don't eat vegetables because my face always runs into the wheelchair? Is that what you're trying to do? That might have been it. Yes, that might have been the, the, the alley-oop for, uh, for men's on. volleyball. Yeah. The fuck? Well, if we're talking to Al Michaels, that means it must be time for who are these sportscasters? Home of the hourly triple play. And the uh, baseball playoffs are upon us. And uh, I, as I've gone on record, I'm a, a fan of the New York Mets. So uh, I just uh, often in the playoffs uh, try to pick uh, whoever is playing against the Braves. Right now, that's the Phillies, another team I don't like. But don't worry, we'll get to visit with them in a, in a little bit. But it can be fun. And uh, I like these crowd shots, like the one that we're going to have here. A gentleman named Jim Rich who uh, is the local sports guy for Fox 9 in Minneapolis. Uh, you know, these these things never really go wrong, right? Eric, you uh, put the reporter in the nice suit right in the middle of the crowd of people walking out of a game. Yep, crowd work. This is, this is how Emmys are born, right here. 
Right, exactly. And uh, this one was significant because the Twins won their first playoff game in 18 years. Now, it's not the first time they, they made it to the playoffs. Uh, no, it was the uh, the first time they won, though, in, in that time. And uh, so obviously there's some excitement in, in only the way that uh, Cardiff Country can celebrate. Uh-huh. Still enjoy it. This you guys saw that guy at J.C. Penney's. Oh, yes. Fucking, we just found rerun. <laughs> God damn, look at him. You always get one guy grabbing his dick. But, right, right. Uh, Where Got were him. you in 2004? Where were you in 2004? In jail. Oh. In Fargo. And I wish him. This is, this is yeah. All he says is I was in Fargo. The Yankees. We don't like the Yankees still. Skip the Yankees. I still huh? don't like the Yankees. The Wait, Yankees always the playoffs. But how did none of these guys swear as of yet? Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think the bigger question is how was there a black person there? Well, yeah, Minnesota, fucking. <laughs> you know, so, somebody needed it. I guess needed an Uber driver, and they were like, "I've got an extra <laughs> ticket. Will you drive me home if I take it?" You know, all right. But, uh, yeah, he he was the one, you know, that uh, that was there, and obviously he had enough enthusiasm. But right, uh, let's yeah. see how this goes. All right, here comes the rest of the crackers. Yeah. Oh, look at this! An '87 World Series. That's for luck bringing that up. We win an odd numbered year, so who knows? We could do it. That's a stupid That's superstition. True. That's true. Very stupid. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm gonna go before oh, someone go. hurts me. And uh, I think he knows <laughs> all the people he just talked to. He's like, I know who's most likely to hurt me. So uh, why don't we go back to the studio? But uh, look, people are excited, but it is Minnesota and nobody swore. I mean, if that was after a Mets or Yankees game or even a Dodgers game where I live now, I mean, they would have had to either drop out the audio five or six times. More than likely, they would have had to do a cutaway. I mean, what does this tell? What should this tell the the coastal elites who obviously are a big part of our audience, Eric? What should this tell them about about uh, the middle America? Uh, it tells you that middle America is very fat and ugly because that's what we witnessed as they all walk through the camera shot. Yeah, fat, ugly, and white. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad you uh, put those three words together, fat, ugly, and white, because uh, two of my least favorite politicians got into uh, a little bit of a uh, Twitter back and forth over this. Uh, Ted Cruz was at uh, an Astros game. This is the next round of the playoffs. It was in Houston, uh, and he says that he's at the Astros game. Daddy, daughter, go Strohs. Very nice. Think what you want about uh, Ted Cruz. I bet that's fun for his daughter to get to go to the ball game with dad. And uh, Ilhan Omar says, uh, Twins had a glorious win tonight. Glad you got to watch it in person. And uh, it's because I dislike both of these politicians. I want to use this as an example of the bipartisan nature of this show. We hate everybody, okay? <laughs> yeah. you know? make, an ass, make an ass out of yourself for probably going to say something horrible. Yeah, and uh, remember you. when we had we had Ted Cruz on this show uh, making a big show about drinking a beer on a clip. Right. It wasn't that right. long ago, all right? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, th- there's, there's reasons to not like people. Uh, but here in L.A., people uh, love Clayton Kershaw uh, because he's a great regular season pitcher. But um, – the, uh, the postseason is not his strong suit, and uh, I have a lot of friends who are Dodgers fans. They hate when you say that. 
Except for the fact that it's often true as it was on Saturday night. He's had a rough time before in the postseason. This has to be the worst of all those outings. So that's rough. Yeah, in uh, he got one out, gave up six runs. Actually, the seventh one would go to score. So he had an ERA of 162. So that's not particularly interesting in a who are these broadcasters kind of clip. You know, it's like, okay, that's Bob Costas on the call. He does say that like, this is this is probably the worst playoff appearance he's had. But what we like to do is take a look on how the internet can take a clip like that and make it better. This is actual Bob Costas audio, but it's from a completely different game like eight years ago. And I think it flows a little bit better. We can only ask or wonder that he is asking some departed relative for forgiveness for this atrocious performance. <laughs> you know, I had no idea when I watched this. Okay, because yeah. I've watched the clips beforehand to get it so I can get an idea, you know? Yeah, right, of I course. Thought, so, so, that, he, so that like me, you can write out all your ad libs. Right, right. <laughs> I had, I, for a second, I mean, I believed all the way up to when you just said it that this actually happened. I was so looking forward to but still funny as fuck that somebody would yeah. do that. That is, uh, that is so, <laughs> so great. Begging for forgiveness from some relative. <laughs> what was the context of the first time he said it? I wonder. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was a it was a bad pitching performance. I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll dust <laughs> up the original clip and uh, we can we can look at that uh, maybe next week. Right. But uh, yeah, even that clip, it was crazy. But uh, he wasn't quite that harsh on uh, Clayton Kershaw. Uh, you know, we established earlier that uh, people in Philadelphia are trash. And uh, I, I like to stand by that assertion, despite the fact that I know that uh, the Philly area is, uh, is, is, is a big supporter of who are these podcasts and the whole network. Uh, and we have some great friends of the show who are from that area. But uh, I want to highlight the fact that it is not only, that's not the only bad city where there are trash sports fans. And uh, the, this is the Philadelphia Phillies radio broadcast uh, right after a call against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, you know, they, they did an umpire review. It didn't go the Braves way. So uh, fans respond in a way. And uh, one of the broadcasters for the Phillies chimes uh, in. They start throwing things from all vantage points here in Atlanta. Tons of stuff, trash coming out of the stands. Yeah. Three, four cans oh, on the field. Oh, they yes. show on TBS. I love that. I love Beer when they cans, do that. Soda cans. I love all the announcers. Plastic and trash. Whenever this happens, they always make it sound like it's worse than 9-11. Yeah. They always are so, oh, my God, I can't well, believe it. You know, if you're on the grounds crew, it, it, it basically is your 9-11. You know, and oh. you're like, I, I can't believe I got to get out of here. So, oh. yeah, so they're describing it because this is the radio broadcast, but we're watching it synced up with the video. Uh, but uh, I, I want to make sure we get to get some of the specific commentary in here. Lots of booing. And game can't the resume. security staff now having to go out there. They're getting some help to go out and have to pick up all this trash. Oh, my God. Which they're, they're not showing you. Yeah. That's just yeah, it's terrible. Unfortunate. Yeah. That's one way to put it. Right. Sacrilegious. I tell you what, you know, sometimes you get a long delay. Pitcher hang a breaking ball and fast. You can just say, well, well now, I right? just hope that they, that, that, 
the national media will pay attention to this and understand that this game is not being played in Philadelphia, that this game is being played in Atlanta. That's right. That's right. Because I've heard enough about Philly fans. I'm sick of that. Well, well Philly fans are garbage. That doesn't take away from it, yeah. but he's right. Uh, Atlanta fans are also garbage. And uh, it is disappointing. They're talking about how I wish the national media would, uh, you know, talk about the fact that this is Atlanta, which it's happened before in the playoffs that uh, they yeah. they get upset and they throw trash on the field. And for whatever reason, uh, TBS decided to not show it. There, TBS is not the you know the cable network home of the Braves like it used to be. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they're uh, just looking out for them. But don't worry, Eric. There are fan videos from the ballpark. They're pretty short, but you can see people just hocking like $20 cans of beer onto the field. Yeah, that's fucking great. And that that's really the biggest travesty when you think about how much buy those drinks that are in the And, uh, you know, we get it. You're not happy. It, it was yeah, a catcher's I mean, interference call, but you felt like it wasn't. You know, I get it. Right. It's and I, to that announcer, I get it. Yeah, other teams do that. You're sick and tired of hearing about Philly fans, but Philly fan does do it. But we should respect the fact that Philly fan probably is not going to have as long of a good and fruitful life. So to that, <laughs> we must applaud them and be very, very as opposed to other baseball fans who will live longer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that. Uh, Thank God know, they I, won't. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think that. Uh, Tampa Bay Ray fans live very long because they don't really exist in large numbers, you yeah. know? So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of fairly easy. Um, also uh, a Georgia team. Uh, this is a pretty great call. It's also a radio broadcast uh, Georgia tech with a crazy uh, last second uh, uh, upset here. Hold on a second. Before you get yep. this, it's important to note. Miami had the ball and the lead, and all they had to do was take a knee. You know, I'm glad you set it up because I forgot that part of the story. So, yeah, this is the fourth quarter, 10 seconds remaining. Miami is up 20 to 17, and you're right. All they needed to do was take a knee. Right. But they they run a play, and they fumble, right, Eric? Yes, that's exactly what happened. They fumble, and then um, Georgia Tech. This happened 74 yards in 24 seconds, and it culminated with this unbelievable play. Yeah, this is an unbelievable play, but uh, we're, who are these broadcasters? This is a great broadcasting moment as well. So uh, let's watch and or listen. To go from the 44, snap back to King, flush out to his right. Looking. Five seconds to go. He will toss it into the end zone at the five. Wow. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Jackets. Touchdown, Jackets. One second left. Christian Larry. Unbelievable <laughs> 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 witness. Throwing downfield to Christian Leary, who got behind the defense at the five. And it's wow. 23 to 20, Jackets. I, I do love uh, that call, yeah. and it doesn't matter what happens for Georgia Tech the rest of the year. That can be their highlight video, and uh, I love any time an announcer gets so legitimately excited that their voice ri- raises like four octaves. Yeah, you know, it's like it sounded bad. like he was going through puberty while he's watching the game. Yes, you know? yes, very screechy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, I understand that uh, from what you sent to me that uh, that reminded you of uh, – of, of a great moment uh, that uh, yes yes 
people yeah, of absolutely. a certain age will definitely remember this. Uh, but do you want to set up this uh, this moment? Yep, before I we sure do. It reminded me of, uh, but before I get to that, uh, hello to super happy fun chatter who sent a nice two bucks and says this show gave Ryan White AIDS. Thank you for that. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's what we get for raw dog in this show. You know what I mean? We should have known better, yeah. but uh, you, you know, it just feels so much better when we yes, do the show yes. that way. You know what I mean, Eric? Even honest, super happy, fun chatter. Uh, if you thought that Georgia Tech's touchdown looked familiar, I think we need to go back to probably 84, 85, when us old people probably remember this. Boston College against the same. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. That'll come up. <laughs> to go from the 40 oh, no, it's the same clip as before. Oh, it's for all right. Sake. I had it. I uh, made sure that it worked. Well, earlier, you tell but... me. If not, we'll tell him to go look no, it no, up. No, no, we'll get, we'll get to it. Why don't you? Well, I guess you read the super chat that uh, came in lately. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all uh, right. The if if we don't have it, that's okay. If you think we can get it, I'll set it up. Somewhere. No, no, we'll get it. We'll get it. Yeah, yeah. Why okay. don't you? Uh, no. I just need you to vamp with a chat or two because no, for uh, sure. Going to be there's an there's an autoplay commercial before. Absolutely, we start, absolutely. So, so yeah. as you do that, uh, just to to think that I was a, a kid watching Boston College who had no business being uh, in the position they were in. Miami, the same tool uh, team with Vinny Testaverde. No, it was Bernie Kosar had just led Miami down the field to take the lead. And then Boston College was hanging out at about the 50-yard line. Doug Flutie, who's five foot seven, uh, uh, peels out. And then the, uh, Brent Musburger's on the call as uh, nearly the same play happened uh, yeah, way back the, then. The good old days when you would get Brent Musburger on the call. I, I definitely agree with that. So let's uh, take a look here. Wide receivers out to the right. Six seconds. Look at how little he is. Flutie flushed. Throws it down. Caught by Boston College. I don't believe it. It's a touchdown. The Eagles win it. Unbelievable. I don't believe it. Phelan is at the bottom of that pile. Here comes the Boston College team. He threw it into the end zone. There was no time left on the clock. The ball went between two defensive backs of Miami. Oh, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, I, I anytime we have an excuse to show uh, great moments like that, uh, I'm all in. All right. Uh, well, we uh, there was a big matchup. Let's see, it was the Sunday night game on NBC. It was the 49ers and the Cowboys, and uh, you sent me this clip, and uh, it's it's just phenomenal. And uh, the, this is the post game after yeah. the Niners have a big win uh, against sure the Cowboys. So the local San Francisco guys are. Uh... You know, they're, they're feeling pretty good. And then this yeah. dude, he might have been a former player. He really puts, he is, into, yeah. puts in perspective what a lot of Cowboy fans are feeling about their guy, Dak Prescott. Yeah, and if you perhaps root for a team in the division of the Cowboys, and you usually have, you also agree with this assessment. Dak Prescott's from, oh, my God. <laughs> right? They talk so much about Dak Prescott being a top-tier quarterback, franchise guy. I don't see it. I see them trying to cover up for what he lacks. A lot of quick throws, cutting half of the field off, and giving him easy throws. Other than that, he's not a quarterback that can drop back and really take advantage of a defense and, and, and carve it up. And today we've seen it. The 49ers defense made him look like a wow. quarterback. 
Okay, what up? Tier okay. four, he finished Tier with. So I like, if you notice, he starts first words, uh, Dak Prescott sucks. And then he goes yep. deep right away. Why he sucks. <laughs> and then finishes with tier four quarterback. Oh. Yeah, he's like, well, I got to get one more, one more rib kick in here. You know, oh. I think that I have to make the point. Well, not uh, obviously the uh, the local fans uh, were excited because that game was well, it wasn't in San Francisco, as Al Michaels pointed out. That's in Santa Clara, but uh, it's those are uh, Niners fans were the home fans there. But not every Cowboys fan left disappointed. Um, and Chris Collinsworth uh, has some thoughts on something that happened, uh, and they showed this on the show after the game. You know, not every Cowboy fan is leaving unhappy tonight. You know why? This really? just happened a couple of moments ago. A proposal, Cowboy fan, Niners fan, she said yes. The crowd around them went wild. We've got a shot of the ring. You see, you can see the blink from all the way here. There's a shot. Guy on his yes. knee says yes. Here you go. Now there's a guy who's getting married. That, who's a loser. Would he have done it if, if the Cowboys had won? I don't, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I think he's holding the ring. He's not. You can't start a marriage like that with her having the upper hand. But 49ers <laughs> win. Here you go. Let's get married. Good night, America. It's time for us to go. See you in Final score, 42 to 10. Chris is off to buy bowling shoes. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. I think that's probably, well, I think that it's, he's going to get in trouble with his wife is I think what, uh, is Mike she a bowler? Is does, she, does the wife like to bowl? I don't, what, I don't get it. I don't know. But, uh, if, if you read enough books about ESPN, you know, that, uh, Mike Tirico knows about getting in trouble with his wife, but anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> allegedly, I always important to say allegedly, yeah. but, uh, in any case, uh, yeah, it was just like, I don't know. I mean, it's like, yeah, he, if his team had lost, he couldn't have. Uh, he couldn't have uh, proposed there. You yeah, know? I mean, you know, uh, it, it, the the whole thing was weird from the camera angle with the with the guy wires in front of it to just the fact that people do this. I, I see this a lot in stadium work that I do. Yeah, and it just blows my mind. It's like, what are, what are you doing? Come on. Yeah, I mean, especially the clips for where like the the girl just laughs and says no. You know, I mean, most most ladies out there have the decency that even if her answer is no in front of everyone, she's going to say yes. A lot of those are gonna... fake. A lot of those uh, are fake. Where they say no, you think yes. it's fake? Yeah. Well, just because we've I've actually been involved in setting one of those up in arenas so, that I've worked at. And so, so what uh, you're saying is you've broken up a few of those engagements intentionally. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, that's fine. No, that's, that's why we respect you here. <laughs> uh, you know, you might have noticed one thing missing from this week's segment of who are these broadcasters and Jim Nance does speak to that. He was uh, calling the uh, Vikings Vikings chiefs game, which was in Minnesota. Uh, and uh, Jim Nance had some thoughts. Seven words I thought would never leave my lips in my career. What are they? Taylor Swift is not at the game. That's the first thing. Oh, I've never said that before. Man. Oh. <laughs> There's some brokenhearted people. I just saw on the stands. Yeah. She was questionable all week, but it looks like it's officially an act. Do you think they actually said, we we need you to mention her? We actually need you to just say she's not here in some I, way, shape, or form? I feel like they shouldn't have mentioned it. I mean, if you're the, the network point of view, is like, let people think that she might be there. Don't address it. Let them see if maybe they might catch a glimpse of her, if that's important. 
but what this really says is that, uh, you know, she probably saw that clip from Minnesota that we showed earlier. And she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't need to be around those people. You know, it was bad enough right. that I had to sit with Jets fans. You know, Right. <laughs> right. I, I can't believe I, when this ends and it will, I'm interested in what is the next step? Another, uh, another football player, uh, maybe she changes sports. I don't know. Maybe hockey needs a boost in their ratings. I mean, football is already number one hockey. You have some hockey player that wows her. And then maybe people start paying attention to, uh, to hockey, you know? Well, maybe we'll spend a lot more time on her. If we catch wind that she's interested in guys who used to work in radio and spend a lot of their time in podcasting now. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. Married middle-aged guys. You know, right. if I hear that, it might uh, it might get my attention, you know, but uh, yeah. it was it was nice to have a break of uh, Swifty clips, except of course, by default now that actually became a, a Swifty clip. But uh, we'll get back to sports, talking about sports in a very manly way. And I know that uh, because of my background, I, I tend to have the most awareness of things that happen in the New York media. But uh, we've got some New York and some New England uh, feedback coming up in the next couple clips. And I don't know. I just think in those places there, especially this time of year with football, there's, there's nothing else, you know, like all they have to root for is, is their teams. And uh, in our first clip, Don LaGreca of ESPN radio, uh, he reacts to the giants, Evan Neal, who uh, was very pointed in his criticism of giants fans. And uh, I know a lot of times sports radio is uh, amped up just for the sake of getting a reaction. And uh, the only thing is that I wish is this was satellite radio because he clearly wants to swear, but he can't. But uh, let's hear what Don LaGreca thinks of Evan Neal, the New York Giants. Evan Neal looked up towards the stands, raised his arms and gestured sarcastically. He said he did not flip off fans, but he did yell a clear message to them. They are booing us, so I said, boo louder, Neil told NJ Advance Media on Wednesday. Why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep, he added. The person that's commenting on my performance, what does he do? Flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere? Are you kidding me? I'd cut his ass. I would. How dare you? These people pay your salary. They pay an obnoxious amount of money to park, an obnoxious amount of money for PSLs to sit there and watch this pap, and you call them hamburger flippers? What, you're so much better? I'd rather have a guy that's flipping hamburgers blocked than your piece of garbage ass. Who the hell are you to talk to fans like that? You piece of garbage. I hate when players do that. You're not above us. What, because you happen to play a sport? You're better than me. You're better than the people that pay your salary. These giant fans were here before you, and they'll be here after your sorry ass is cut. What a piece of human trash. And I don't want to hear some apology. I don't want to hear, oh, I was taken out of contact. I didn't mean, I don't want to hear, done, done. I would cut his fat ass. Oh, you oh see no. him in the mall at Willowbrook, boo his ass. If you see him on the DMV, boo him. Don't stop booing him. If he goes to the Pro Bowl, boo him. If he wins a Super Bowl, boo his sorry ass. Screw that guy. We're not nobody. Flipping, but how are you taught? How do you condescend to people that pay to watch you play poorly, I might add? Okay. <laughs> and that's crazy because in my mind, I, I, I heard the quote that the guy said, and I thought, oh, that's yeah. terrible. But now I support the player because that guy <laughs> went so over the top. Yeah. 
I, I, yeah, I, I know. It's yeah. like if, if he's at the DMV, uh, you should boo him. And, uh, you yeah, know, if he wins a Super Bowl, you should boo him. He's on the Giants, sir. He will not be winning a Super Bowl this year. Oh, so you know, yeah. You can take that one out. God. But uh, I also like that he called him fat. Uh, I, I should have probably pulled a photo of Don LaGreca. Let's just say uh, he's no Frank Biden. Right. <laughs> of course not, Frank. Yes. Yeah. God damn, but, he's ripped. Look, I appreciate that level of passion. And uh, I, again, it's it's really just uh, for for the air, you know, uh, yep. when you get to right. that sort of a thing. Um, and uh, yeah, I have huh, I have one more clip that uh, I, I want to play that uh, ties into that. But OK, uh, it's mm-hmm. uh Mm-hmm. doesn't like you fo- it's not in my folder ah, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> i don't know i don't know where it went that's but, all right uh, it's about it's all right i'm gonna save it because it's gonna you know what it's about the patriots it's gonna work next week i, okay. I just have a, yep. i just have a, absolutely have a hunch that's all right we're we've we've gone a little long anyway we're right about uh, uh the 90 minute mark so i want to end also on the uh the the new york uh sports media figures are you familiar with Mike Francesa? Eric? Of course, of course. Yes. He's uh was once upon a time one half of what was the biggest and some say greatest sports talk show in the country, Mike and the Mad Dog. Mad Dog has uh certainly gone on to much better national renown on uh, MLB Network, uh, ESPN and uh, he has his own channel on SiriusXM. Mike has a podcast now. Uh, and uh, he uh, had some really touching, I thought, thoughts about the passing of uh, knuck- knuckleballer Tim Wakefield from the Red Sox. And uh, Mike is a uh, huge New York Yankees fan, so that might uh, color his sort of uh, assessment here. But, boy, when I die, I hope somebody says something nice like this. Wakefield, I didn't know, but you hear nice things about him. Solid pitcher, journeyman pitcher, not a great pitcher, but a solid pitcher. Has had some good days. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Good? Not great. Oh, had no. some good days. Uh, I didn't know him. I hear he was kind of nice. He was yeah. all right. But uh, and, let's, uh, that's it. let's talk about the let's talk yeah. about the Jets offensive line now. All right. Uh, we, we gave it 15 yeah. seconds. So. Yeah, he had some good days. Well, that's not the first time that uh, Mike has uh, provided a, an analogy that, uh, well, let's just say misses the mark. That sets up our Broadcasting Hall of Fame, our moments in broadcasting history. W-A-T-B. Way back, back into time. Let's find out. Eddie and Hoboken. So this is a compilation from a a site on Twitter uh, called Funhouse. It's at back after this, which is a uh, an unintentional catchphrase of Mike Francesa. It was always back after this, just sort of like that. So uh, they compiled this. And uh, one of the eulogies is actually a tweet. So they had somebody do an impression. uh, But uh, so this is a minute of some of the most heartfelt remembrances for people who've passed on. Eddie in Hoboken, what's up, Eddie? Hey, what's up, Mike? What's up? Hey, Mike, Stan Lee died today. Did you ever meet the guy? What do you think of him? Stan Lee? Yeah, Stan Lee. I don't know who he is. I don't know who he is, no. 
Jesus. Who is he? Jesus. Who is he? Who is Stan Lee? He was one of the creators of Marvel Comics. Oh, who cares? And that happened today when I was walking down a hall at 10 to 3 and I heard Frank Robinson died. Because that means you open a show with Frank Robinson dying. Uh, Frank Robinson was, whether you liked him or not, and I couldn't stand him. But uh, <laughs> oh, but the course. shocking news that Tim Russell dropped dead today at the age of uh, 58 at the Washington Bureau of NBC in, uh, in uh, Washington, D.C., Horse clock was the symbol of the Yankees' fall from grace post-1964. Uh, he was mediocre, just like the Yankees were, 65 through 74. Rest in peace. Uh, it should be pointed out that that last one was an impression. Yes, uh, that last one is an impression, but uh, the guy did a pretty good job. And yeah, shout out to at back after this for providing us uh, with uh, that Uh Tim Russell dropped dead. Uh, that's just like, uh, all right. I mean, you know, legitimately, he didn't like Frank Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Wakefield was a pitcher on the the uh, hated Red Sox team that uh, you know came back. Good, not the, great. Uh, three deficits. Yeah, good, not great. Stan Lee didn't know who he was, but um, who cares? You know, who cares? Maybe who cares? Is it's like eh, I never really liked comic books. That's fine, but uh, <laughs> I just thought it was. Fun. But here's the thing: people know to call in with stuff like that. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. He just does a podcast now, but uh, back when he's on the radio, it was, it was very easy to uh, to get on. And uh, you know, Sour Shoes, who was a regular uh, contributor and caller to the Howard Stern show, would call in sometimes as Mike, sometimes as Mad Dog, but often as other people. So there's some great clips of him out there, and I feel like uh, Mike Francesa will uh, turn up in our Broadcasting Hall of Fame segment repeatedly. But uh, Eric, we did it. We had fun. We got through all the clips except for the one I forgot. So, uh, you know, but uh, we'll get to it next week. We still had like 30 clips. I think we packed a lot of fun into this show. I'm sure the chat agrees, right, Eric? Absolutely. They sure do. In fact, as you know, we like to take the uh, person who sent the largest super chat, and you have to take what they type yeah. and I post have to put my there. glasses on to be able to read it, I think. As the actual close. So yeah. here you go. Uh, Chris Holmes, skinny Chad Zumak, Zumak writes this. Take it away. Take us out with Well, this. yeah. Well, I, let's uh, make sure we get our plugs in, though, of course. Oh, my uh, God. So, Fuck me. What an asshole. Yeah. Well, uh, but we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. And by the way, you still. So that was a $10 super chat, right? Yes. Somebody's got $11 laying around. You could get in in these last minute or two and uh, you can sweep in there and uh, take it away from skinny Chad Zumak. But uh, we should let everybody know, go to whoarethese.com. You can find the voicemail number. Leave us a message. Just mention that it's pleased for WATB. And I think next week we might actually have a review girl segment because we have started getting reviews on Apple Podcasts and other places. Uh, but we would love you in the audience to leave us some comments and rate our show on wherever you listen to podcasts and you know, the rules for WATP that you can shit on them in the comments. As long as you leave five stars, our show's a little different. Um, I'm really sensitive. So what I'd like you to do is shit over Eric in the comments. <laughs> yes. Talk about how much you love me yes. and still five stars though. Okay. I, I don't think it's uh, no, I, not... I don't think that that's going to possibly backfire no. in any way, Eric. No, do you? no, no. I, and that is, that is music to my ears. Uh, shit on Eric. Tell Kristen, you love him. Five please. stars, please. I need where validation. People, where can people check out your show? Uh, the black cast B L A D T C A S T. 
and you can find it uh, wherever you find podcasts on our YouTube channel. And uh, of course, support all of the WATP verse. Sign up for the Patreon where you'll get to watch every episode record live or on demand after the fact. And Carl does an obscene amount of bonus episodes in a good way. There are so many bonus episodes that show up in that feed. So for $5 a month, or if you want to be a, a bigger uh, supporter, there's uh, different tiers. You really get your money's worth. And I heard a rumor that if you are a Patreon supporter, you can download Stuttering John's entire audiobook without any commentary provided to it. Now, wow. I don't know if that's true, but I've heard that as a rumor. And uh, I did also hear that Carl and Blind Mike might tackle Julia Fox's uh, new audiobook. So I'm already a Patreon. I'll be ready to see that when it happens. And uh, Eric, where can people find you? Uh, very simple. Uh, the Eric Zane Show podcast. You can find it wherever you download shows. I do a free show every day and a Patreon show afterwards. And I, too, put a ton of content on Patreon. Uh, and I have a seven-day free trial on my Patreon so that people can test it out and think, all right, yeah, this is worth my uh, my five or ten bucks. So there you go. That's what I do um, and I've done for almost the last five years. Well, yes. And uh, if you're a Compound Media subscriber, you can check out yesterday's episode of the Anthony Cumia Show where both Eric and Carl filled in. But that's all the time we have for this week. So that is our big winner. That is my sign-off. And uh, I'm Christian Blatt, reminding you that every mic is a hot mic. And Christian Bland, I have the charisma of a potato and not Cardiff. Angry Zane Mad is my gimmick. Wait, I need to turn up my bass knob so I sound like I have balls. See you next time, everybody. <laughs> See you, everybody. <laughs>